LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. Hey, this is J.D. Greer. Before we jump into our Ask Me Anything podcast for today, I want to tell you about Ministry Grid, which is something really exciting, something I think is a valuable resource. Any of you that are leaders know that training your volunteers and leaders is is crucial, but sometimes you probably feel like, where do I start and and what are the subjects I should cover and how do I best serve them? Well, that's one of the reasons that LifeWay Leadership developed this thing called Ministry Grid. Ministry Grid has a library of more than 3,000 training videos growing all the time. You have access to some of the best training from around the country and you're going to be able to train anybody in your church in any leadership capacity. This is training that you can trust because it's from LifeWay. Every Ministry Grid video is going to feature an experienced ministry leader who's been where you are now and and show you some of the pitfalls and the dangers that are ahead. I know that I even have a few of them on there that cover the essentials for new believers and how we deal with that here at, at the Summit Church. You can customize any of the training. You can add some of your own videos, PDFs, YouTube kind of stuff that you can say, hey, here at at our church, this is the way that we do this, and and you can really make it personal. Now Ministry Grid has one plan and one price that gives you unlimited access to train your entire church. Just go to ministrygrid.com to learn more. Once again, that is ministrygrid.com. And now I hope you enjoy. Ask me anything. Ask me anything, honest questions, quick answers with J.D. Greer. I'm your host, Todd Unzicker. And today, Pastor J.D., this is a question I'm sure you have no experience with whatsoever. How do you persevere in ministry in times of heavy criticism? Wait, do people criticize me? I'm sure nobody ever has. As if I had been criticized, what would I think that I might do since I've never really experienced criticism? Right, exactly. Like for hypothetically speaking. Hypothetically speaking, if people were to angry tweet at me and say mean things. Say that you fly around, you spend your days flying around on a private jet. Oh, okay. Or um, (laughs) that you are out to. Let's not be giving anybody ideas, okay? okay. That's not true. And it is true that it's been said on Twitter. In fact, I've got a growing collection of mean tweets that are fantastic. That uh, maybe one day we'll do Ask Me Anything. What's the meanest tweets that you've gotten on Twitter? Or a top 10 list. A top 10 list. All right. All right. The question at hand. Um, how do you deal with, I mean, you, you've talked about ministry, but let's just talk about life because I feel like criticism is certainly not reserved for people in ministry. Right. Um, you know, I, there's a number of things and and I don't, hopefully this is helpful for people. I, I realize that for me specifically, it kind of goes with the territory for if you're a pastor listening or you're in any kind of leadership position, I always tell my kids, there's really two kinds of people. There are those who try to lead and then there are those who complain about those who lead. And so if you're not going to be in the latter category, you're going to end up taking some shots and, 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 and you just realize that, man, it's, it's, it goes with the territory, which sort of leads to a second thing. And that is that I often realize that it's really more about that person than it is about me. Sometimes, in fact, quite often, somebody's critique really comes out of a, an unhappy place with them. There are times that I feel like the Holy Spirit has taught me that their their criticism of me ought to elicit more compassion than anger. Hmm. Now, you've heard the statement, hurt people hurt people, right. right? And so a lot of times what somebody is doing you know, in saying that to me is they're unhappy with themselves or, or something. So that's one of the things. Something else I would say is is learning to listen well to critics. I mean, that's a key thing in life. I, I realize that even in certain mean-spirited things, <laughs> there's something God has for me to, to learn. One of my little, little Bible study tucked into 1 Samuel that I, I love is the story of David as he's going on and uh, he's, I don't know, made some mistakes. And some guy named Shimei is, you know, like following down the road, shouting insults at him and throwing stuff at him and throwing dirt in his face. <laughs> and uh, one of the one of the David's mighty men is like, hey, David, why don't you let me go over and just relieve that guy of his head? And David said, no, 
No, he's, he's, you know, I, his motives are probably bad, but I feel like God's got something in this for me. And I realize a lot of times when people have criticized me, maybe their motives are or are not pure, but maybe, maybe they meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. And some of the best and most constructive criticism I've gotten has been given with the wrong spirit. Now, let me be quick to add, Todd, a lot of criticism that I get is given with the right spirit, and it's given by people who really love me. Right. And th- that's still hard to hear. There is no criticism, no matter where it comes from, no matter how loving it is, that is easy. I, I never like oh, well, you that know, first knee jerk reaction is to defend yourself. Defend you, right. right? I mean, I, I never feel like just hugging them. I mean, I may do it at the end, but it's it. My first reaction is, well, who are you? And let me point out five or six wrong things in you. Right. So you know, realizing that that there's there's something that God may be, may be saying in it, the wounds of a friend are better than the kisses of an enemy. I think another thing is 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 not letting it touch your identity in Christ. I, I just thank God that people's opinions of me is no longer is no longer the verdict on my life. You know, I, Paul Tripp says this, there's nothing that you can say about me that God doesn't already know, mm-hmm. and there's nothing you can reveal about me that the blood of Jesus Christ has not already covered. Mm-hmm. And so I, it's okay, I can present myself as flawed. One of the reasons that I react to criticism and the reasons what a lot of people do is because I have this sense in which I need everybody to think I'm perfect so that I have this sense of righteousness. The gospel is supposed to tear that down. It's supposed to tear down that we are not righteous in ourselves. We were so bad that Jesus had to die to save us, but he was so loving and he esteemed us so that, that he was glad to die to save us. And so I'm able to say that, God, thank you that you're allowing this to, to tear down the sense of righteousness in my life so I can cling better to, you know, to who I am in Christ. And in some of my times where I've really been criticized, that's, that's kind of been what I held on to is like, man, even if they meant it for evil, God meant it to, to restore my identity in him. Uh, You know, another thing is, even as I talk about this, I think about how you know, Proverbs 29, 25 says that the fear of man is a snare. The fear of man means, you know, fear in, in, in the Old Testament means something is large in your eyes. Hmm. When it says the fear of right. God, it, it means that like you realize how big God is. The fear of man, people are big. One of my, my favorite ministry yeah. books is called When People Are Big and God is Small. And what it means is that for, for, for most people that follow God, they believe in God and they you know have friends or other people and people are big. The, the opinions of people really matter, and God's opinion doesn't matter that much. You know, the word for glory in Hebrew is the word kabod, which means weight. Right. And it means that people's opinions, they have, like, too much weight in your life. Well, how would I, if I was one of those people, what are some ways that I could, you know, diagnose that in my own life? Their people were too big and God was small. Right, when everybody's happy with you, you feel like you're you're doing great. You know, it's like, I mean, when, when, when people used to say that I preached a great sermon, man, I, I just, you know, I was seeing, I mean, I just felt like I was on top of the world. And if I preached a bad sermon, got a bunch of criticism afterwards, then, you know, I felt Veronica could scrape me up off the floor with a spatula. And I just felt like I had no reason to, you know, to live. Yeah, it's just, you know, people's opinions have always been so weighty in high school. You know, I just, like, I lived for the opinions of people. You know, I realized when I graduated from high school, I'd spent my entire high school career trying to please a bunch of people I didn't really even like. Right. Uh, well, by the way, if you're happened to have gone to high school with me, I'm sure I liked you, but, right. um, but I mean, it's just like everybody, I got up in the morning, I dressed the way that I thought that they want me to dress. And I talked the way I thought I should talk. And I did things that I didn't want to do because, and then in ministry, it got to where like how many people know who I am and, and say good things about our church. And it just became so like waiting. It became a snare to me. So you know that, that, that people's opinions are too weighty in your heart when they determine your, your moods. Now, let me be clear. Some people talk about this like if you're you know, really walk with Jesus, criticism never even affects you. That's that's not normal either. Sure. I mean, when especially when people who mean something to me, when, when when they're unhappy with me, that that bothers me and it should bother me, but it shouldn't devastate me because ultimately I have in Christ 
the, only, the absolute approval of the only one whose opinion really matters. If Jesus in heaven is looking at me saying, well done, good and faithful servant, you're my son in whom I'm well pleased, I need, I, I can handle a little displeasure from other people because, I don't know, it's just, you know, if God gets larger in my life, then the opinions of people will, will grow smaller. And to realize that it's going to hurt even when it's done nicely and from people you love, and that even when it is mean-spirited, I, what I kind of hear you saying is, you know, I should first probably look at myself and right. where is the element of truth in that? Hey, and, and there's a little like tip there, pro tip. I, one of the things I've found to do is like, if, if you were criticizing me, my first, never, my never. first impulse, I know you never would, but if you did, my first impulse would be to point something out about you. Well, that's right, Todd, but you're, uh, what about this discipline of, of not only agreeing with what they're criticizing, point out something else about you. Hmm. And that's true, Todd. You know, I, sometimes I am such and such and man, I'm really struggling with that. And I'm struggling with this over here. Would you pray for me? You'll find just that posture of humility will not only not only humble your heart, it'll also disarm the person who is is you know bringing the accusation. That's fantastic. Well, you know, can I have one more thing, Todd, before we wrap this up? Well, this is Ask Me Anything with J.D. Greer. Okay, so well, yes, you can add another one. Right, I don't one, want to critique you here. I realize as I'm talking here, there are some people that get criticized, and it it almost is in like, like it's constant criticism. Maybe it's coming from a parent or a spouse, and it, it, we're not in this program going to get into what is verbal abuse and is not, but 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 these kinds of things have a way of seeping into your soul, and you might actually need to talk to somebody, and you might need to make sure that these people's criticisms is not reforming your own identity. I mean, nobody should have to be you know, in a sustained environment where people just disrespect them and disregard them. Yeah, God can use that initially to teach you to love and trust Him, but you also need to be in in healthy relationships. And there are some relationships that you got to walk away from if they're if it's constantly you know tearing you down and making you doubt yourself. Right. And God wants you to know that he loved you so much that he sent his son to die for you. And so that's what the one who matters most thinks about you. Those of us who are listening to this podcast, this is What Do You Do in Times of Just Heavy Criticism here on Ask Me Anything, part of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. Listeners, have you guys heard the new Group Answers podcast recently with Chris Surratt and Brian Daniel? Well, as part of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network family, they have recently covered topics like raising up a secondary leader or writing sermon-based studies or maybe even launching your group well. Look up Group Answers on your favorite podcasting app and subscribe today. Part of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. I am your host, Todd Unziker. This is Ask Me Anything with J.D. Greer. We'll see you next time on the podcast. 